From the Ron McKeefery Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In this episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0, Coach Bowersmith talks to us about knowing the difference between when to grind it out and when to take time for yourself, the importance of strength coaches seeing themselves as and acting like equals to the head sport coach, and how educating your athletes on the why they do things will help create buy-in and build relationships. All this on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by Play. Listen in on a conversation with Play's Global Director of Performance and Education, Coach Mike Bewley. Coach Bewley describes the vision of how Play will continue to be the company that will propel the innovation of the strength and conditioning profession forward. Well, after 22 years of, of coaching, I've learned that connection trumps communication and that it's not enough for coaches to know that you care. And I think you got to take that a step further. They need to experience that you care. And I've always been a coach that tried to be more tra- uh, transformational than transactional. And so with that awareness in mind too, I always enjoyed working and learning and talking to other people and, and coaches and developing that camaraderie. I've always made myself available to the community because I remember how hard it was too to try to get a crack into this this profession. And, and uh, I promised myself if ever I was given a shot, I would never take advantage of that. I always allow myself to uh, help other people uh, chase their dreams in this profession. It's been very good to me. Play is a company that will help your strength conditioning program find solutions for all your needs. Review second best and check them out at play.us for more information. If you're a strength coach or trainer and tired of using Excel, then you need to check out Team Builder. You already know who they are. Team Builder is the online strength conditioning software for strength coaches and personal trainers. No matter what your setting is or how many athletes you're training, you can log into Team Builder and write programs, build questionnaires, and access athlete and client performance data. Go completely paperless and program through Team Builder's TV mode, their weight review function, or the mobile app that comes free with every subscription. Start your 14-day trial for free today by using the promo code CHALK, that's promo code C-H-A-L-K, to become part of the hashtag Team Builder Nation alongside with six NCAA national champions, three NCAA runner-ups, Super Bowl champions, and many other championship teams. With affordable subscriptions for personal trainers to personal organizations and professional organizations, everything in between, Team Builder is a company that puts the customer first. If you're still not convinced, schedule a 30-minute demo with Team Builder Expert on teambuilder.com and see what they could offer you. Hewitt and the staff at Team Builder are standout individuals and their product is phenomenal. Check them out. Definitely. Now, what's some advice you'd give to that strength coach that is working their way up through the volunteer ranks, the GA, like you're not full-time yet and 
you're in the difficult part of our profession where it tends to weed out a lot of potentially good coaches, but what's some advice you'd give to them? I think the biggest advice I can give to a young coach who's like in the middle of that, like grind is if you've are if you're already in like your second year, of like doing these internships and these GAs, you've probably already made it past the point of no return. As far as like, I, I don't want to be a strength coach, right? Most of the time you get weeded out in the first year or so because just because of the grind. So I think for some advice for that, for that young trend coach, who's already kind of made it through that first year or two. I think my advice is just to keep grinding, man. Like just keep going, uh, take care of yourself first and foremost, like make sure you, you are, are happy. Make sure you're, you're healthy. You, you make time for, for your personal life. I think that's huge, especially when you're going through those, those like times as a young train coach where, you know, you're basically working for free and it's best to grind. You need to have some sort of like outlet and you need to have like, you got to have support system in place. So making sure that you don't let the job and the internship take over your entire life, because that's the fastest way to lead you to burnout. And I think you just need to need to, you got to realize you're in this because you love it. You're not in it for the money, but then because of that, you also need to make sure it doesn't take over your life. No, I think that's, that's important. And I definitely, I've been there. I did not do it correctly. And I got to a point where you, you feel the burnout. Luckily I, I, I didn't quit, but, um, I mean, it's not worth it. I mean, you're volunteering anyway, so just give, give that program you're working for all your time and all your effort that you want to, and then take some time for you. Cause I mean, I mean, you're married or and I'm married, but you could be whatever significant other you have, or even for yourself, I'm pretty sure 10 years down the line, you're not going to regret taking a Saturday for yourself to go, you know, do whatever you want to do or hang out with whoever you want to hang out with versus if you chose work and then potentially, you know, ruin, you know, quality relationships outside of our profession. And I'm not saying like, like tell your head strength coach, like, no, I can't do it. Right. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, you, you know, there's certain times of the year where you have a little bit more downtime and whatnot. You have to make sure that when those times do come up, you absolutely take advantage because there's plenty of times in my, in my past where, you know, basically the entire coaching staff is out, but I still went in just because I wanted to like make sure that I was like doing good. Right. And making sure the stuff was taken care of. And at the end of the day, like, looking back those specific types of days and times you need to get out. You need to get out. Yeah, definitely. Now, what is the difference between the culture you're trying to establish with your staff? Cause you're in a very unique situation where you didn't pick your staff. You got there, they were hired literally just a month before you. So what's the kind of culture you are trying to establish with your staff or what's the kind of program being the a new strength coach there, what are you trying to establish with your staff? Like, what is your, the way you guys handle your business? Yeah. So the first thing I did was obviously once we got all the teams in house, had to figure out training times. Right. So with the staff, it was, and then being limited, I didn't want to do what I've seen done hundreds of times in the past, even with myself, where 
you just get dumped a ton of work because you're the basically the free one, right? So when I first got this job, first thing I wanted to do was make sure I wasn't making my GAs work 12 hour days. Like I was, I'm just, I am personally against that. You know, if you want to come in and you want to stay because you want to work with, you want to help with like the basketball team and that's not during your normal time slot and you, you decide to, to work a longer shift because you want that experience, that's fine. But I don't want to go into something being like, Hey, uh, um, like my, my, my GAs are Ryan and Joe. So I'll be like, Ryan, uh, you're going to be working, uh, 6am to, to 11 or whatever it is. Right. Okay. Well, I don't want you staying until 6pm, even though we have teams till six, cause that's just not fair. Right. And, and, and that's just fast way to get them burnt out. Right. And one thing I did learn early on sitting down with these guys, uh, was they're both really competent. I got really lucky. They're really excellent strength coaches. Uh, and they're going to be really, really good full-time strength coaches when they're done with their GA. But I think I just had to communicate with them be like, Hey, this is kind of the expectation. These are your teams. These are mine. These are yours. These are the times they train. I expect us to take care of our specific teams, but I'm not going to expect you to then stay and assist me with this, this team, because it's just unrealistic at the end of the day. No, is help awesome. Of course, like, you, you work with football players. Like you couldn't just run a football strength lift session with one guy, right? Like you tend, tend to need a few guys to help you out because you're, you're doing sessions with 25, 30 people sometimes. So of course, when you have that extra guy, everyone likes it, right? Coaching staff likes it better. The athletes like it better, but it's not always realistic, especially where you're at. And that's kind of where we're at. Like I could do that, but I just, I don't want to burn them out. I want them to focus on their education, right? Learning what they need to learn getting out in the world, talking to coaches, doing stuff like this, you know, talking shop with other people. That's what's important. And obviously just getting your stuff done and the hands-on experience with the teams that you are directly assigned to. So I think that's the biggest thing, just communicate communication every day. Even if it's not like, I'm not a big staff meeting guy. I don't like sitting down and having like an hour staff meeting every week. I think that's kind of like time filler. My thing is like when it pops into the head, when it's important, communicate it. And then we're just constantly communicating that way. So maybe it's like every day we, we talk, you know, business or talk shop for five minutes, figure out X, Y, Z needs to be done this week. And then that's it. And then, and then we just go about our business, you know, especially the GAs, some of these GAs are going to have part-time jobs outside of this just because they have to survive. So that's the, there's a whole nother component to it where, you know, I would love to have as much help as possible, but I understand these people have to live too, man. Like I was doing it. I was doing that, working two jobs, a GA, going to school, like having like five things on your plate and overwhelming. And that's one thing I don't want to do to my staff ever. And when, when the time comes for us to get an assistant, because that time will come, uh, I'll have the same, same expectation for that person as we've been talking about, like take care of your business, but, but get out when you can. It's really important. No doubt. No, I think that's, that's great. And it's a good thing that you're bringing that to Regis and I've been lucky enough where I'm at in mines. It's a very similar thing and it's just, it, it's tough. I understand both sides of the, of the coin, you know, and understand like, you know, work hard and get it up from there. But I mean, realistically, if we're trying to make our profession go forward, I think we need to, help prevent burnout where we can like, and I've heard several coaches on here. Don't guard your desk. Like 
if you don't have to be here, don't be here. But when you have to be here, be here and like handle your stuff. So I think that, I think that's a good thing that uh, a good culture you're setting there. Uh, what is one thing that you are looking forward to in this next year, as far as strength and conditioning goes? One thing I'm really excited for is, uh, so I got here late, right? So I got here in August and basically at that point, everyone's kind of in season, all the fall sports are starting. So it really, it's like you step in and it's like preseason and then right into in-season training. Um, so I only got, had the opportunity to work with one team, our women's lacrosse team with like a true off-season training program. And obviously off-season is like typically the most fun, right? Cause you're, they're with you all the time versus like once or twice a week. So I love training the off season. I'm really excited for, for this next semester. Cause like uh, majority of my teams I'm working with are all going to be on off season. So it's going to be quite crazy, hectic, busy going all day, every day. Um, but you know, it, that's how, that's the nature of the beast. And I'm excited for that because that's really where you get to learn more about each individual athlete as a person just because you're with them all the time. And, and I got into this industry, A, because I love sports and B, because I love people. Like it wasn't because I love training. It wasn't because I love lifting weights. It was because I love people and I love sports. So how can I mix those two to make something for myself and, and be happy? So I think that is something I'm really excited for is just jumping in, getting this off season going, getting to know all these athletes on a better level. You know, I, I love to know my, my athletes as people. Uh, so I'm really excited just to dive, dive down and get to know all these athletes better. Definitely. Definitely. And if you could pick up the phone and call Spencer Barrsmith from five years ago, what would you tell him? It's a great question. I think I would, uh, five years ago. Wow. Five years. I'm trying to think like where that puts me in my, in my career, but I'm thinking that's probably like early, early on some internships. So I would probably tell him, stay the course, stay the course. You're doing good things, man. Like it might not look like it. it you're struggling right now, but good things are coming. That's what I'll tell him. No, I think that's, that's great advice. It's always, you know, I, I mean, I even look back on it now and if I had to like, keep myself motivated and keep going. I think that's important. Now, what would you say is what's the dynamic between you and specifically an administration? Cause you're coming in with some pretty great experience with, I mean, Santa Clara is no joke. I mean, they got some nice stuff and they get some high level teams. Uh, did you see a big difference? And they're like, all right, like Spencer, you need to like curb your like expectation of what it's like to be at a division two level, or is it kind of like, look, let's figure it out. Let's get it going. Or what's, what's it like your communication as a director or the head strength coach and specifically with the admin. So I would say that I'm pretty fortunate. I'm pretty lucky. And this is one thing that drew me to this opportunity was when I sat down with all, all the admin during the interview process, all the sport coaches, it reminded me a lot of the vibe I got when I first got to Santa Clara. When I first got to Santa Clara, I had three different stints there. I started as an intern and then a part-time and then I was assistant director. But when I was early, early on, when I was just an intern, how, how that facility and how that program was, was ran was completely different from when I was assistant director. It was complete 360. So 
that is what excited me when I first got here was it has a very similar feel to that very first year that I was at Santa Clara. And I saw that evolution. I saw the evolution of how we were and then to the middle and then to the peak, you know, just won a national championship. Right. So I've seen that evolution and I love being a part of that growth of the department. And when I got here and I saw kind of what they're, what they had in place, speaking with our athletic director, he had a clear vision to, you know, he wanted to make the switch from, you know, just being an athletic department, having teams and just going through the motions to, we want to win. Our goal here is to win. That is our goal, you know, conference championships, national championships, whatever it may be. That is our goal as an athletic department. And that excites me because, you know, I want to be a place that I'm, I am looked at as a valuable piece of, of the puzzle. And I feel like I am that here, but I also want to be somewhere that I'm going to win because at the end of the day, I'm an athlete at heart. You know, I'm very competitive. I want to work with athletes that want to win. I want to have people, I want to be with people that have that drive. So when I sat down during my interview with the, the athletic department and I kind of heard that, it kind of reminded me, like I said, of Santa Clara and, and I just had such a good experience there. I, I was like, you know what? I could do that here. I'm pretty confident. So that's kind of like what made me think, Hey, this is gonna be a good opportunity for me. And then, like I said, you know, they were really, really awesome. Initially, you know, when I came in, you're, you're asking like, were they like, Whoa, temper your expectations here. You know, to an extent, I think there's that like saying like, Hey, it's like D2. Right. But you know, I don't really get that vibe. I get the vibe here that people want to like make the switch. And even in our conference, like you're in our conference, I think the RMAC is doing fantastic things trying to push the, the universities to, to focus more on the athletics. So I'm very fortunate to be where we're at. I feel like we have great support in place uh, and we're doing some really cool things, man. I'm really excited for the next like couple years just to see like what we can do with this thing. Uh, but in general, I would say if you were to, come in if, like the first week I was here and now you would see a completely different product. And I, I, I hope that the athletes and staff on campus would, would agree that it's been for the better. We'll be right back. Woodway is a company that has been designing and building treadmills and equipment for the long run since 1974. Each of their treadmills is designed with the revolutionary slat belt running surface, which is both lightweight and durable. It is specifically designed to absorb energy at the point of impact, eliminating harmful shock to joints and connective tissues. 100% of the NFL, NBA, and MLB teams and 60% of NHL teams utilize Woodway products to optimize their training. Woodway's curved treadmill was released in 2009 and boasts a completely self-powered manual training experience that does not require any electricity. This unique piece of equipment allows athletes to run at any pace they choose and burn up to 30% more calories than the regular treadmill. Other unique offerings from Woodway include the Curve Trainer, Curve XL, Forefront, and Pro Treadmills. Each treadmill offers features that are fit for every athlete. The silent and energy efficient product from Woodway has resulted in 50% electricity savings for owners. If you're looking for equipment that is built to last and will improve and provide each of your athletes an experience like no other, check out Woodway today at woodway.com. No, I think that's great. And I think that's good that you're able to maintain that expectation and 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 like you said your your drive and commitment to that 
being a valuable piece and establishing that. And at least you're able to see that with the admin and like work your way through that. Do you want to know what was really beneficial for me during my interview process? I think that, that I think that they, they believed in when I said it, because I feel like it's carried on was when I was in the interview, I remember thinking, they asked me like what I envisioned, right? And I was like, you know what I envision? And this is just going back to all my experience and how we were treated as strength coaches and what the reality needs to be, right? And I was like, listen, we have 12 sport programs here. I was like, each one of those programs is ran by a head coach. And that is, they're in charge of that. I was like, well, the way I look at it, the only person that touches every single one of those programs is the strength coach. So the strength coach needs to be looked at as the 13th head coach. So I need to be looked at as the same level, right? Like I, I don't, I didn't want to be somewhere where I was going to accept a job and then all of a sudden the basketball or soccer coach thinks I'm their assistant, right? No, we're, we're equals. I'm here to help you win. I'm here to help your, your team. So that's kind of like how I portrayed it. I was like, I want to be like the 13th head coach at Regis. So like I go to all the head coaches meetings. I do, I do everything same as the head coaches. And I think that's been really beneficial because it gets me in front of everybody every single month. Whereas typically I think as strength coaches, you kind of talk to your administrator and then the administrator goes to the meetings and they kind of all talk about everything. They let you know. Right. So I think it's really beneficial that the way I've been able to kind of work it out with our uh, athletic department here is, you know, I am just another head coach. And then we all work together. We all talk together and we figure everything out together, scheduling, you know, everything. And I think that's been really beneficial. So that's something that I kind of wasn't envisioning originally, but when I was talking to them, I was like, Hey, this would be the perfect way to look at strength conditioning, no longer just being like a subdivision of like everything else. Like we need to all be on the same level. So that, that is something that I think that when I said that, I felt like they bought into it. And since then things have gone that way. I feel like I am just one of the head coaches, which uh, I feel like goes a long way in trying to create some change and make things happen. So it's good. Like I said, I think the administration, your solid in place foundation that I'm excited to see what all of us together can do. Because if you look at our athletic staff directory, we've only got a few people on staff across the board that have been here more than like three, four five years. So there's a ton of our staff here is super young. And I think that's really exciting because you're not stepping into a place and just being like, uh, I, I'll just fit in here. No, like we're all coming in together. And we're like, Hey, you come from this place. I come from this place. Like you got a ton of ideas. Like what, how can we make this better, man? Like, this is our, this is what we want. We all want this. So I think it's kind of nice that we're all kind of coming in at the same time for the most part with a bunch of fresh ideas. And I'm excited to see what all of us as a, as a team can, can make happen. No, I, I think that's actually very important. And having been a, a head strength coach as well, that little piece of just being like, look, we are in the same, we run a tire department. We should be seen as part of those decision makers. And I think that's, 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 that's a big, big thing. Now, you know, what is one way and I got to give it to you, your Instagram and your social media has jumped up significantly since you got there. And I think it's, it's exciting to watch another, you know, conference rival and see the, the rejuvenation of that strength conditioning program. So what's one way our listeners can find out what you got going on or just get tuned into what Regis is doing for strength conditioning. 
Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm always down to communicate with anybody, sit down for five, 10, 15, 20 minutes and just talk shop, you know, interns, GAs, full-time coaches, heads, assistants. I don't care. I want to talk to everybody. So if you're interested in, and just picking my brain, feel free to reach out to me. Um, you can, you can catch me on Instagram. I got my personal Instagram is at S Bowersmith. Uh, you can reach out to me at my personal business, uh, Instagram that's at SB performance lab. And then, uh, you can also reach out to us directly on the Regis page, which is at Regis underscore strength. So any of those you can reach out, uh, feel free to also look at our staff directory. My contact info is on there. If you're, if you're interested. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a great thing that you got going on there at Regis and one other quick question. What do you instill in that? new athlete coming in because you work with, you know, anywhere from, you know, basketballs, the soccer's the lacrosse, and it's just a whole bunch of different sports. So, um, and like you said before, you had some seniors there, like, look, you've never been required to come work out, but now they are, and you're that guy. So what's, I guess, the one takeaway with your athletes about your workout program that you're looking to establish? Uh, I think the the main thing you need to know when you step into the weight room or, or onto the field with, with me as your coach is the program is going to be set up to create the most amount of success for you. I think that's the biggest thing that athletes kind of overlook. Sometimes they just look at a workout card, right. And they just see all these numbers, all these sets, reps, these weird exercises and, and then they just kind of just go through the motions. Right. But I think sometimes they don't really think like how much attention to detail that their strength coaches are putting in for them. Like you, you put in eight to 10 hours at the office, just training. And then you go home. Cause you want to like just decompress a little bit, but then you have to like get all your programming ready. Right. So then you're doing that at night. And that's one thing I don't think uh, athletes necessarily notice and they, they that's not that's something that they should notice but i think that if they are made more aware of how hard like their coaches are working for them then they're going to be more likely to do that program right so for a coach i think it's important to make sure your program has that educational component to it like don't just walk into the weight room and say all right here's a card go right you need to walk into the weight room grab your card be like Hey guys, uh, we got, we got squats today. We got this today. We got, uh, this new exercise. Let me demo that for you real quick. And then any questions, make sure that they're all on the same page. And then I always ask questions, ask, ask them if they have questions. And I have all the time, I'll be doing like a speed drill in our, in our, in the weight room. Right. And an athlete would be like, why are we doing this? Like weird band running thing. Okay. Well, let me explain it. You know, this is, we're doing this to help us, uh, get into better positions for acceleration, right? Where at least now you're kind of teaching them a little bit about their program. So now they're probably going to be more bought in to doing that program. And then hopefully when they look at it next time and they'll be like, Oh, here's the, here's like the acceleration drill that coach talked about last week. So I just think you need to make sure that there's an educational component. So the athletes can see that you're putting in a lot of, a lot of effort. You're not just throwing something, random together. Like you're actually trying for them. I think it's really important for athletes. And then number two, you need to explain it and show them how it's helping them with their sport. Cause most athletes don't care about being the strongest person ever. They're not power lifters. They want to know how am I doing this squat going to benefit me on the lacrosse field? 
And I think that's really important as a, as a strength coach, you know, whether intern GA full-time, it doesn't matter if you're a coach, I think you need to educate your athletes and tell them why you're doing things. And that's the biggest, biggest thing, because that's going to help build buy-in. It's going to help build that relationship, strengthen it. And as I said earlier, earlier today was once you have these athletes trust, that's when real coaching can happen. Nice. Yeah. I, I hit on all the great things. I think that's absolutely right. Maintaining, uh, I think the key thing is, and athletes tune into is the education side of things and, and let them know, here's the reason why. And it, even though most of the time, a lot of the uh, athletes don't want to be us or don't want to be the weight room kind of person, but as long as they know, like, all right, there's a reason there. I trust Spencer and the other coaches to come in here and give us something of what we need to become a better athlete. I think that's always good that they're able to maintain that. But, you know, coach, you know, thanks for coming on the podcast. I knew I had to get you on here and I knew once you, you know, joined the conference and I was looking at your, your LinkedIn and all that stuff. I was like, this guy's been a lot of different places, a lot of different levels. And it's a wealth of great information. So um, I want to say thank you for, you know, coming on the podcast and letting us know what you're trying to build there at Regis university. And, you know, we look, I, I know I definitely look forward to see what you got going on. Cause you know, if uh, high tide floats all the boats. So if you're doing well and, and building things uh, out there, Regis, you know, the rest of us are going to try to keep up and keep things uh, going in the right direction. So thank you. And, you know, appreciate you coming on the podcast and, and good luck to you with the rest of the first spring. I appreciate it, man. You know, I've been, I met you a few years ago when I first moved here. My very first month that I moved to Colorado was the uh, Colorado state clinic. Uh, and I went there and that's when I first was able to meet you. Uh, that was the best thing about that clinic, to be honest, man. Like those, sometimes those clinics, you know, there's a lot of information, but sometimes the best thing about one of those is people you meet. And for me, that, that day was, was, was this. So I got to meet you, took time out of your day to kind of take me to the weight room and show me around and talk shop for a little bit. I really appreciate that, man. And, uh, it's awesome that we're going to be, you know, rivals. I love, uh, love that we can kind of go back and forth on, with some of these uh, matchups here in the future. So uh, I'm excited to see what you do over there. And I just want to make sure that we always work together, man. I think that's the biggest thing as strength and conditioning coaches. If we all help each other and we're all on the same page and we're all moving towards, you know, moving the needle in the same direction, then I think uh, our industry is going to be better for it. And we want to make sure that we leave the industry the way we want to leave it. So absolutely. You having me on, man. I had a blast. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate the the words and we'll be seeing each other out there. Yes, sir. All right. All thanks right. a lot, Isaiah. Yep. Later. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being a strength coach is difficult. And someone once said on our podcast, we pour so much into helping our athletes become better, but we forget who's pouring back into us to help us become better. Without a healthy mind, coaching on the floor, programming, and maintaining the juggling act that we call life can be difficult. The good news is the therapists at BetterHelp are here to help you. Therapy can be whatever you want it to be. Maybe you need the tools to help you keep motivated, or maybe you're feeling burnt out from long days in the weight room, or you just need someone to talk to. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist at a time that works for you. 
We have a very busy schedule as a strength coach, and the last thing we need to do is be driving to an office and sitting in a waiting room. Simply log into your account and message or speak to your therapist from anywhere at a time that works for you. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp also assesses your needs and will match you with one of over 20,000 therapists in their network. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself and make your mind your best asset. We train to keep our bodies strong and resilient. Now it's time to invest in our mental health too. And as a special offer to Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 listeners, you can get 10% off your month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash chalk. That's betterhelp.com slash chalk. And thanks again for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. Thank you to Play and Team Builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. Please find us on social media at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave us a rating, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.